Hey mortals, Zach here with a couple announcements. First, you may notice some audio issues with Adam this episode. It turns out his mic needed to be plugged in for it to work. Crazy, right? Luckily, his built-in mic picked up the slack, so we're able to salvage his audio, but the quality isn't up to our usual standard. Fortunately, Jules is in an unconscious freefall right now, so there wasn't much for Adam to say anyway. Second, Adam is immediately forgiven for his inability to plug in a mic because he has designed a bunch of awesome Mortals and Portals merchandise that is available right now. To start, we have a Mortals and Portals shirt and hat, a Digsby's Crew shirt, an Arakai Shukara baseball tee, and of course, a Digsby's Orchard shirt with a beautiful rendition of your favorite apple peddling orchardist. If you want to check that out, we have links posted on our Reddit and Instagram, or you can go directly to mortalsandportalshop.bigcartel.com. Unfortunately, due to tax issues, we can only ship to the United States currently, but we'll let you know as soon as we're able to ship internationally. Lastly, we have a special end of episode announcement after our usual post-credits blooper. So make sure you listen through to the end because you won't want to miss this. Oh, and we also have a quick pre-episode trailer for you guys to enjoy, starting now. In a world with the Arcanor, Dax is in scale keep with the Arcanor and Dax both together in scale keep with each other. <laughs> Dax is again, like I said, with the Arcanor. And it's Dax. Dax Arcanor. Episode one. (laughs) Zach just looks so defeated. Hello and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. Adam, don't mock me. I say it the same way every time, I know. (laughs) I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam. And I play Jules, an Azarketi bard. (laughs) I'm Joel and I play Dax, a kobold rogue. Ryan, and I play Ryu, a tiefling magus. Taryn and I play Waltz, a human champion. All right, last time on Mortals and Portals. Jeez, let's see. It's been a while since we've recorded, but we've had a lot to ponder since then. How could then. you possibly forget? Yeah, um, that's true. You're all mad at me, so how could I forget? Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah, mad Ryu at you, Zach. and Jules took flight on Smith, tried to outrun Desmar. Remember when I said that Hippogriffs are definitely faster than Drake's lie. Well, they are, except when Drake's use their special boost ability, as Ryan calls it, and uh, Desmar was able to close the gap. So Jules is trying to load his pistol. Ryu's trying to pilot Smith because for some reason the blind guy who is very rude to the creature they need to navigate is uh, in the front. And yeah, so Desmar caught up. And uh, used his trusty tail whip and uh, pretty much obliterated Jules and sent him into a free fall. Um, so yeah, he Whee! took out all Jules' health and he's falling. 
So we have a blind Ryu who may or may not even care about you guys. We're not even really sure. But we do yeah, know that sure. Jules went back to save Ryu when Ryu was taken by a Drake. So hopefully he returns the favor. But yeah, Ryu needs to figure something out quick because Jules has fallen to his death. And Jules had the pistol. So who knows what's going on with that now? Yep. <laughs> not me. And then so Dax was making his way around Scale Keep after watching Waltz's fight with Boric, which he was victorious. And I noticed that Geldir came into the keep to challenge Waltz. So it seems that Geldir survived whatever happened back at Forgoth's Lair. Found his way back to Scale Keep just in time to see that Waltz had won to become commander of the Drake Knights and challenged him to a fight. So obviously Geldir had the ability to rat you guys out, say, hey, Waltz is in Digsby Screw, everyone kill him. But for some reason he wanted to fight Waltz. Uh, Waltz accepted. You know, they have a lot of personal history. Uh, I think I, I was counting it up, and I'm pretty sure Geldir's tried to kill Waltz like four or five times at this point. So dating all the way back to episode two. And uh, yeah, Waltz accepted. They had a fight. Waltz was trying not to kill him, actually laid his weapon down and everything, but Geldir kept going after him. And ultimately, Waltz won by knocking him out. The rest of the Drake Knights said, no, you need to kill him. That's not how this works. This rule comes from Sindor. And Waltz says, well, I'll talk to Sindor when he gets here. So he told them to take the tied-up Geldir and put him in restraints. And during this fight, uh, every time Waltz damaged Geldir, he felt like he was killing Dax through this weird vision. And even after he knocked him out and the Drake Knights came to put him in chains, when he looked at Geldir, he saw basically a dead Dax being restrained. So he has that to ponder. And then Dax... Dove into the beam of the Arcanor into the vault it resides in and was took it like a champ, man. He really took it on the chin and <laughs> just straight into the beam, made it out the other side with only a little bit of damage relatively. Um, and then yeah. you found that you were in a swampy artificial biome that seems to be existing within this vault. Makes sense. Created by Sindor. Loves that nature stuff as a dark druid. And you're like, okay, well, here's the Arcanor. And then some creepy little leshy mushrooms popped to life and released spores and gas into the air and then waddled off and Dax was like oh good I don't have to fight the mushrooms but he does have to fight some spiky back thing climbing on a tree branch with yellow glowing eyes that was looking at him through the haze and that is where we ended our session so that is where we're gonna start our session with ah Dax yes Dax you wanna roll me some initiative bro I guess using perception Perception, okay. Look, can I have a hero point? No, sorry. rude. That is a 12. Oof, you needed to do better than that. So Dax, you're looking into this haze, this gas that's in the air, barely able to make out the silhouette of this creature, almost like the back of a porcupine, very fine, multiple spikes protruding from its back it's hunched over you just see glowing eyes looking at you very muscular but small figure a tail playfully slithering through the air the creature hunches down on the tree branch and leaps off after you letting out a fearsome roar and snarl you see a long tongue and whip out of its mouth just saliva whipping off of its many fangs teeth as it flies through the air at you as it pounces and attempts to bite you with its snapping jaws and misses so Dax even though there's all this going on around you you can barely see it 
you just hear this loud noise it leap off the tree branch and you duck and slide out of the way and it lands on the other side of you sliding through the ground as well and you get a better look at this thing and it just looks absolutely insane just vibrating with intense energy you can tell this wants nothing more than to just rip off all of your flesh and eat you right here right now it looks like it's completely overridden with bloodlust and it is going to try and attack you with its claws now does a 19 hit you it does not Ooh, ooh nice your heart is pounding your eyes are bugging out of your face you're like oh my gosh this thing it looks insane and then this determination comes over you you furrow your brow as it goes to slash its claws at you and you weave under it again like a boxer just perfectly maneuvering and it's pouncing up and down looking at you snarling it is your turn what do you do i'm trying to picture the room is it am i in between it and the arcanor currently no it's in front of you in between you and the arcanor gotcha okay i would like to look past it really quick and just kind of glance at the arcanor and see like, does it look bolted down or how, how is it just sitting on a table like what is what is the situation there okay can you roll me a flat check so right. roll it with no modifiers and tell me what you got hmm. that's a 12 all right so that works so this gas in the air is concealing much of what's around you so sure. you're having difficult just seeing things in general can you roll me a perception check now that is a 14 okay so you're looking over the shoulder of this creature that looks to be about your size but it just mm-hmm. looks extremely muscular. You can see it has very dense muscles, just striations all over it, and just more teeth than you can count. And you're trying to look over its shoulder and get a good look at this Arcanor. You can sort of see the light that it creates amidst the fog, um, but you're having difficulty making out how it's fastened or what is around it, but you can tell it's elevated on a stand of some sort. Sure, okay. That is all I needed to know. Then in this case, I will go ahead and use my tumble behind class feet. So I'm going to attempt the tumble through action, which is an acrobatics check against their reflex DC. All right, roll it up. That is a 16. All right. So Dax, you go to do a stutter step, a typical juke that you do, stepping to one side and then trying to cut in. And this creature hunches down, widens its stance, and perfectly mirrors your movements with its shoulders. Oh, you're a nimble guy. And then I will pull out my short sword. As you say that, he lets out a big grin showing all of his teeth. His eyes grow wider and his pupils shrink even smaller as he looks even more insane. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. He's doing like the Fast and Furious, like, just one more shift. Yeah, You should always have one more gear. No, that's my final turn. (laughs) Okay. So you see this creature starting to bounce up and down again, excited, vibrating in place, and he is going to open his mouth all of the way and try and latch down on your shoulder, snapping almost like a snake reared back and like a lightning strike coming at you. Does a 26 hit you? (laughs) Yes, it hits. Okay. His teeth sink into your shoulder, dealing nine damage. You feel it scraping along your bones, penetrating deep into your skin. But the creature does not release its grip on you, maintaining its bite. And you feel a powerful suction 
in your shoulder as this creature starts to suck your blood. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, thank you. And you feel very weakened as you gain the drained one status. When a creature on, successfully Dex. drains your blood or life force, you become less healthy. Drained always includes a value, so you are drained one. You take a status penalty equal to your drain value on constitution-based checks, such as fortitude saves. You also lose a number of hit points equal to your level minimum one times the drain value. So level three, right? So you've just lost three HP and three HP from your max hit points. What? Zach, that's unfair. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool ability. I was excited to use it on Dax. I mean, that's, that is cool it from is cool. like a third person <laughs> perspective. I'm glad I guess. you're having fun. Well, when you listen Zach. to it, Joel, it's a third person perspective, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. So, Dax, he releases his grip on you, tilting his head back, letting your blood run down his face looking absolutely insane, shaking his face back and forth as blood splashes everywhere, and then he looks at you excited and is going to whip around of its tail and try and trip you. Does a 15 beat your reflex DC? My reflex DC is 21. Oh, nice. Ooh, that's really So high. he does a quick 360, whipping his tail around. You're holding your shoulder, trying to stop blood from shooting out of it, and you manage to regain focus just as you see the tail coming and jump over it and land back on the ground. Ah, oh, what the... Ugh. And it's your turn. With an expression of desperation, I'm going to try to tumble through again um, and just get past him. You're right. at it, Dex. <sighs> Do good. Let's go, Dex. Come on. Ooh, there we go. What was it? Go on. That is a 27. <laughs> Tell us! 27. Hey! All right. That's a big number. So, Dax, you're looking through this haze... You're swaying back and forth. It's even harder to see through this gas as you can tell that you've lost a lot of blood. You're lightheaded. You're looking at this creature clearly enjoying terrorizing you. And he starts to do that excited hop again on the tips of his toes, doing subtle little hops. And you recognize the cadence he's doing. And right as he leaves his feet, you dart and slide underneath him and appear on the other side. And he whips his tail around and looks back at you, bewildered that you just outmaneuvered him. How far away is the Arcanor? 20 feet. I'm going to beeline it for the Arcanor. Alright. Are your legs too little? Do you not have that? <laughs> no, I, I, I can get there. I have 25 oh, okay. feet movement speed. Okay. He's got the Lambrafides. <laughs> so you don't even look over your shoulder to see what this creature's doing. You don't know how many chances you're going to get like that again. And so as you slide and stand back up to your feet, you take off in a dead sprint up to the Arcanor through the haze, following the light that is glowing, and reach the Arcanor in front of you, just without any perception check. You see what looks like a large inverted diamond, so the point of it pointing upward like a cone. It is hovering in place on top of a stone mossy pedestal. As it slowly rotates, you see corkscrew grooves going up it, and within the center of this crystal, you see a concoction of light green, orange, blue lights all churning and similar energy making its way up the corkscrew to the tip and funneling into the beam that's going through the ceiling. What do you do with your third action? Does the beam seem to be coming from like just the tip of it? Or is the beam emanating from the entire thing? 
It's coming from the tip. It's uh, like a conduit and funneling out of it. I'm going to grab the Arcanor from the sides, guys. I'm not going to put my hand in the beam. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Dax, sort of in one fluid motion as you sprint up to it, stumbling up the mound, reaching this pedestal. You just swipe your hand across it. Classic burglar move, just you're using your very quick sleight of hand, scoop it off the pedestal and hold it down by your side as you turn around and see the creature barreling towards you. It starts to gallop up the mound and it is going to try and pounce on you once again and try and sink its jaws into you. Does a 16 beat your AC? No. Woo! Alright, so as it opens... I've never been more nervous in this game. (laughs) So as it opens (laughs) its mouth, your blood's still dripping from its teeth, your heart is pounding, you've secured the Arcanor, and you turn your shoulder and duck as it snaps its jaw right above your head. It almost deafens you with how loudly it snaps its jaws, and then it's going to try and swipe its claw at you. Does a 17 beat your AC? No. Okay. And then, so you go to stand back up and see claws coming at your chest, and you suck backwards as it almost slashes across your armor, and it takes us back to you. I'm going to take the Arcanor and dart behind the pedestal, putting the pedestal between the creature and myself, and then... I will ready in action to place the Arcanor back where it belongs when the creature enters that space. Sick. Nice. All right, Dax, now that you feel like you understand how this Arcanor works, you have a Eureka-type moment, you have an idea, and you're very desperate. You don't know if you have any chance of defeating this creature as you're waning from your blood loss. You've done nothing to damage it yet, and you rely on your quick wit and thinking, (laughs) and you slide on a knee behind the pedestal and then stand up on the other side and raise the Arcanor up to it, concentrating, almost taunting this beast with your stare, and you see it furrow its brow and its long tongue slithers out of its teeth as your blood is dripping down its chin, and it starts to run on all fours and leap at you over the pedestal, triggering your ready action. And you place it on the pedestal. You see it instantly start to churn and the glow within it ignite into a bright light and fire a beam into the sky that hits this creature directly in the chest. Roll a fortitude save. (laughs) And you see a powerful beam strike it in the chest and throw it to the side a burn mark appears in its chest smoldering and it is thrown 20 feet to the left and rolls down the mound whimpering as it rolls up against the stump of a tree and you see it slowly raising its head trying to regain the strength to get back up what do you do with your turn I will grab the Arcanor and In the opposite direction of the creature, I'm going to just book it and try to hide in some of the vegetation there. Um, Maybe find a thick plant or hide behind a tree or or whatever I find in there and just try to conceal myself um, taking the hide action. All right. So Dax, 
satisfied in your plan seeming to have worked and buying you some time giving you an opening you scoop the arcanor off the pedestal once again hold it down by your side and descend down the mound sprinting into the brush and dive over a mossy log rolling up to it can you roll me a stealth check do you want to do this secret because this is one oh, of the yeah hide is specifically one. a secret check what is your stealth modifier uh, stealth modifier is plus 11. Okay. So you hold the Arcanor tight up against you, covering it with your arms, trying to block any light that emits from it, trying to control your breath. You sort of glance up, up on the log and notice that you've left some blood behind you hmm. and you're just holding your breath, knowing there's not much you can do about it now, hoping the creature doesn't notice and... You hear the sounds of it crawling back to its feet and its ferocious snarls and angry pounding on the ground as it starts to make its way back up towards the mound and descend towards you as your heart is pounding out of your chest. And with that, ah. we will cut over. Mm, let's see, who do we cut to? <laughs> yeah, we'll cut to Waltz. So, Waltz, you've just ordered them to take Geldir and imprison him. You're incredibly bloody as well. You're getting a lot of skeptical looks as commander of the Drake Knights. Um, Obviously, you didn't exactly gain this authority the way you're supposed to, but no one wants to challenge you after seeing you handle Boric and Geldir. Um, So, what do you do? I want to take note of where they're taking Geldir, so... I can potentially find him later. And then from there, I want to look for any bandages. I want to avoid any interaction with any other Drake Knights. Just slowly walk off the stage and try and patch myself up if I can, if I see any bandages or any first aid kit around. Can you roll me a perception check? Me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking you'd roll it. (laughs) Nat 9, 14. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dog. So you're very disoriented. You're very just agitated by everything you've had to do and just the situation and maybe a little bit of panic setting in because like Geldir said, what are you going to do when Sindor shows up? You don't know how much time you have. You don't even know where Dax is. You're just second guessing everything. You have a lot of adrenaline pumping through you, feeling very weak, looking around. You notice them taking Geldir towards what looks like a fortified door on the fringes of skill. Keep opening the door, descending down a stairwell. And you start to look around, maybe try and find some bandages, and you see Whisk and Glorm coming up to you, looking a little apprehensive almost. Um, uh, uh, hello, Commander, uh, Commander Waltz. Uh, you're not looking too good. Do you, do you need some assistance? Yeah, I, I, I'm very good at giving stitches. I, I, I sew in my free time. Listen, fellas, just, uh, just call me Waltz. That'll be fine for now. And, are, you, uh, are you sure if the others hear us calling you that, then that might undermine your authority? Y- yeah, Waltz, yeah. have you ever led a bunch of ruthless savages before? Ah, uh, no, I can't say I have. Well, you have to show strength. Uh, that's why we can't have you walking around looking like this. Uh, c- come on. Yeah, thanks. I could uh, use a little help right now. I am feeling a little uh, dizzy. I'll say. You've lost a lot of blood. Yeah, uh, I'm honestly shocked you're not dead. Uh, no offense, uh, you fought great. No, I, uh, I'm honestly pretty uh, shocked at that, too. 
Yeah, it didn't exactly start well with your shield and all. Yeah, hey, by the way, is there an extra shield laying around here? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, hey, get Commander Watts a new shield. Oh, what, Warby? Just do it. Oh, okay. And then just a Drake Knight runs off towards another building. Awesome. And Wiss says, uh, take, take a seat. Uh, this might hurt a little. Have you ever had stitches before? Yeah, I've had stitches a couple times. Oh, okay, well, let's see, uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, I'm nervous. I've, I've never done this on a commander before. Oh, it's our buddy. It's Waltz. Uh, don't worry about it, Whisk. Oh, sorry. I mean, Commander. I mean, Waltz. Uh. And Whisk is going to attempt to stitch you up. He succeeds on his check and heals you for nine hit points. Awesome. I could really use it. So this is going on for a few minutes as he's stitching you up, looking around. Uh, and then that Drake Knight that ran off comes back. Uh, here's your shield, uh, Commander. It's the best one I could find. And he reaches out and hands you a steel shield. Nice. I love steel shields. And it is in perfect condition. Uh, can I ask what the um, Drake... Did the Drake Knight run off after he gave me the shield? No, he's standing there. Hey, uh, what's your name? Oh, crap. Uh, my name. <laughs> it's... Uh... Hey, crap. Uh... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so- sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I've just never had to t- talk to the commander. Directly before, my name is uh, Daniel. It's Daniel. (laughs) Seriously, definitely is. Thanks for the uh, shield, Daniel. You can call me Dan, actually. Dan, I I know that sounded weird. Call me Daniel. I mean, sorry, call me whatever you want, Commander. Yeah. All right, right, Dan. uh, Thank you for the shield. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, do you need anything else? Nah. uh, uh, Commander. No, Dan, that's, uh, that's all. I appreciate it. Uh, bye. And he runs off. You can tell he looked very uncomfortable having to talk to you for so long. <laughs> so while Waltz is getting patched up, he will take this time to refocus. So he's probably not talking too much to Whisk or Glorm, but pondering what his visions might mean, you know, the potential consequences of killing Geldir or keeping him alive and those effects on Dax, um, and reaching out mentally to whatever entity has kind of gifted him with these powers, maybe saying some type of prayer or just kind of asking out for any assistance or any guidance. Okay. Can you roll me a religion check? Yeah, of course. I can do that. 16. All right. So you're keeping your head down. You hear Glorm giving Whisk unsolicited advice on how to stitch you up. He's like, I know how to do it. Well, I'm just saying you're going to, let's not, let's shut up. And you're trying to focus and trying to latch on to something but you feel very like frustrated and you don't really feel like it's reaching out to you in the way it has before and it's making you angry in a sense because now that you need it it's not coming to you but it seems to reach out to you when you're not asking for it at a lot of times and then you sort of look up letting out an exhale but as you look up and stare at that door that you saw them take Geldir in you almost get this tunnel vision like your peripherals are closing in and the only thing you can see is that door for now. Gotcha. It slowly returns, and then you can see everything around you as normal. Mm, okay. Uh, there you go, Waltz. Uh, uh, that should do it. Ah, thanks, boys. So uh, so I guess, what do I uh, do next as commander of the Drake Knights? Uh, geez, I, I, I hate to say it, but maybe promote us. No, don't ask him that. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, like, where's friends? Yeah, no, you guys have helped me out plenty of times. Uh, you know, here, here's a promotion. What a 
can, can you what say advice it a do you guys louder? have? Oh, now you want to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, can you say it a little louder? So, I mean, if you want. Hey, uh, Drake Knights, I'm uh, promoting Glormin Whiskey here. To, to what? Uh, they'll be my right-hand man. The, the right-hand man of, the, of Sindor's right-hand man? That's like Sindor's second right-hand... Man, uh, my head hurts. Uh, some guy's like rubbing his forehead. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, oh, wow, they're my assistants. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, to be honest, I haven't done a very good job at being a Drake Knight, and, and here I am. So just uh, assume if they tell you anything that it's coming directly from me. <laughs> yeah, we won't abuse it, Waltz. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I know you won't, boys. Great. Some things need to change around here. And you see Glorum have a very sinister <laughs> grin. <laughs> hey, you! I need you to go drag a deer to Forgot's Lair. What? Why? Because you told me hey, to relax. do it. Or you see him, like, run off. Glorum, listen. Hey, uh, like, the first rule about leading people is always see what you could do to take care of your guys first, all right? So, uh, don't go abusing this power. Uh, oh, uh, it's not as fun as I thought, but, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Nods his head. All right, you got that too, Whisk? Yeah, yeah, what? what? Oh, yeah. Hey, Whisk, Lorm, I actually have a uh, task for you guys. I'm going to have uh, you yeah. guys gather up all the Drake Knights, and I want you to create a list on everything that you think needs to be improved around here. Does that make sense? I feel like that's going to be a pretty long list, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and sense. I want you to take your time here, get opinions from every single Drake Knight, and write every little thing that they say that they think needs to be improved. Uh, you got it. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah, okay. And then Glorum gets in the center. All right, Drake Knights, br- bring it in. Yeah, you, you, you hear it. Come on, come on, bring it in. We're, we're going to work on some stuff. Uh, everyone, everyone. Yeah, get, get, get everyone. And then you just see all the Drake Knights like calling out to each other, looking confused and getting the rest of the Drake Knights and starting to work their way towards the center of skill keep. Waltz will very casually walk past people as they're running by him to go to Glorm and Whisk and nod to him. Uh, Waltz will start walking towards that fortified door that he was focusing on earlier. As he is walking by the stage, he'll grab his sword, stow it away, and... Take one final look at Boric's body, if it's still standing there, and um, kind of feel some internal remorse and guilt will tense up and kind of look down as he finishes his walk towards that fortified door. All right. So you approach the door. You see a Drake Knight coming out, responding to Glorm and Whisk yelling, and he looks like he's grabbing some keys to frantically lock up this door. I got it. And I'll just reach for the keys. Oh, uh, yeah. Here you go, Commander. Hands you the keys and then sprints towards the center of Scale Keep. All right, and you approach the door, open it, and start to walk down the stairs. And with that, we will cut to Jules and ah, Rio. That's us. Rise. Don't worry, Adam, you don't Wake have to up. do anything. You're fine. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you guys recall, uh, Desmar just tail-whipped Jules, who was loading the pistol, who started to fall off of the hippogriff, and it is Ryu's turn. Yeah. So I hope you know what you're going to do, buddy. Definitely tried to put a lot of thought into all this, so... Which will make it even funnier when you botch it and Jules dies. Yeah, exactly. Don't say that. Come on, Zachary. 
GM Zach or Nasty. Yeah. Oh, no, spreading. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, uh, just the initial thoughts going through Ryu's mind, tracing back to his origins of going back for his father, and that ended up leading to the deaths of more Arakai. My initial reaction is Jules is gone, and we need to take care of what we still have, and that would mean move on without him. But at the same time, at the very least, Ryu... Remember the 20 bucks I venmo to you. <laughs> Jules did Venmo Ryu 20 bucks <laughs> and said, in case I fall off in the, in the That's thing. good insurance. <laughs> so anyway, uh, at the very least, Ryu owes Jules one for saving him on the ship and remembers Jules' words of, because we're Digsby's crew. So... I'm going to try out a few actions here, and I hope they all go according to plan. Zach, you just kind of have to let me know (laughs) Uh, (laughs) how we can do this as we go here. So my initial thoughts are Desmar caught up to us immediately. I don't know how often he can use this boost ability. Uh, I know this breath weapon is coming again at some point. So in my mind... I can't just go after Jules. There needs to be some sort of interference with Desmar in order for Jules to be to get away. So for my first action, I'm going to attempt to command Smith to go after Jules. So I will say, Smith, I'll take care of Desmar. You get Jules and continue onward towards Pagos. What? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, but now I'm still debating if I want to tell him to do that Ryan! or to come back for me. I still didn't don't know what I wanted to <laughs> do. dude. Wait, is Ryu trying to 1v1 a Drake? I don't know what he's doing. But we're What's all happening? gonna find out together in real time. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, we should have saved the 1v1 me bro title for this episode, I guess. <laughs> this is me working off a bunch of assumptions as to what like could happen here, and I'm just sure. hoping it goes. I'm here for it. Yeah, hey, you do you, bro. Do it, Let's see what happens. Alright, if that's what you want to do, my man, uh... <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> hey, you did this to me. You want me to roll nature? Yep. Here I go. <sighs> I do have off. hero points. Yep. Oh, mm. crap. <laughs> to so a great I'm going to use that one? first one. Because it's not like you're going to need any hero points when you're 1v1ing Desmar, so I'm glad you're burning <laughs> them now. I was hoping I wouldn't have had to. Right, I just love Adam's face where he's like, bro. <laughs> Don't. Don't let me die. Do <laughs> uh, you burn the second one? Do I want to? I mean, if if you botch it, Ryu knows he botched it potentially, and you don't have to <laughs> do the next thing you would have done if you succeeded. Uh, but it's still just like what I think to be the best course of action is for to go this way. But I'm just I don't know what the like most important thing that I need to be successful is. Right. Doesn't matter, dude. Find out. That's that's life, baby. Here we go. Adam's like, can I have some agency in this? <laughs> and these <laughs> so my, stupid so hero points. I knew, I knew I could possibly die. I was not expecting both of us to die. <laughs> Adam, you're a corpse until proven otherwise. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Yeah, instead of hero points being how they are, what if we could just like add five to any roll? Hey, hold up. You already used one hero point? Yes. 
I don't think you can use them in a chain. You can't keep going. Because I think no matter what, you have to use the new roll. Well, I guess if it if a hero point says you could re-roll anything. Well, I almost wish it was the other way because then I don't have to make the decision. Do you want me to Google it? It's cool. I don't mind having 15 minutes of episode time being Ryu staring <laughs> at his dice wondering if he should use a hero point. Uh, I hate this. No, I don't hate it, dude. Just run it. Just run it. It says uh, this is a fortune effect, which means you can't use more than one hero point on a check. Here we are. All right. Well, then I got a 14. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not so bad. That's not bad. That's, that's not so, so bad. bad. I mean, it's not great. But yeah. You also know that Smith loves jewels. Like, they've bonded quite a bit. That's that's valid. Yeah. And maybe the next thing that I do will <laughs> nope. ensure that he knows nope. what he's supposed to do. <laughs> All right. Action number two. I'm going to leap off of the back of, <laughs> of Smith towards Desmar. No. <laughs> Adam's face is in his hands right now. <laughs> Ryan's like, wait, only one of us are going to die in this situation? But what if both of us <laughs> died in this situation? Trust me, Adam. This is the best This is the best course of action. And, I don't, and nobody can tell me. Hurts you. Please nobody tell me otherwise. otherwise Ryan, if you just want to start a new character, stupid. say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Roll me an athletics it. check. Oh, my gosh. At least athletics I'm good at. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. I literally nat one. <gasps> you have a hero point, don't you? <laughs> I have a hero point. I think you have to, Ryan. I don't yeah, know. Exactly I have to. Absolutely have to use your hero point. <laughs> your hair not nat one in this situation. The worst this could have gone. Oh my god. <laughs> two actions, two hero points, baby. <laughs> These hey, he hasn't even started one v one death bar yet. It's like hero points are free. <sighs> 15. No, sorry, 16. No, 15. Can't math. I got a 15. <laughs> oh no, now Zach's hands are, head's in his hands. That's uh, all right. Is this really what you want to do, bro? Am I not owed karma at some point? <laughs> Zach, you look great today. Come on, Zach. Did you work out today? What happens, dude? What happens? <laughs> he doesn't know yet. He's got to think. Dude. He's got to write a whole new campaign quick. I mean, how much, how much of a success does it take to jump? Good point. From one <laughs> Good point. moving flying object to another moving flying object. Yeah, but acceleration, right? We're all. It's all. And one flying object speed. is huge, so it's okay. like jumping onto an island. And then, are you going to attempt to grab onto Desmar if you can? Uh, I wanted to use my third action as like an attack slash stab in to hold onto him if I can do something like that. So grab ledge is a is actually a reaction, so you can do all of that. I can attack him and then grab him. As a you can attempt to grab him, yeah. So I, I want you to roll all your stuff, and then I'm gonna describe what happens. So so you want me to roll an attack? Yeah, roll your attack, and then we'll roll your grab an edge to see. Attack better at least, please be good. All right, thank you. Nineteen. Actually, I don't even know if that's good. Yeah, I guess yeah. a Drake. I don't. <laughs> a Drake with an AC of like thirty-four. Right. Awful. It really, really is. This is not how I intended things to go. Oh. Right. Wait, wait, wait. No. You didn't intend things to go this way. What was your plan? Yeah. Uh, everything that I said was the plan. It was oh. just supposed to go way better. <laughs> it was just supposed to work. Yes. Okay, and then can you roll me a reflex save as well? Okay. I am beside myself. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> can we restart? It was a little bit it was a little bit on an angle. Can I redo that one? <laughs> yes, if it's in an angle, you can, that doesn't count. 
Right? <laughs> Zach's gonna fall out of his chair. What hey, happened, Zach? Angle rules. Can we call it angle rules? Guys, ask Zach what oh, happens. I don't think you understand that my hands are tied here. No, they aren't. You Zach can give me angle rules. It was an angle, so I get to re-roll it. What's that even mean? <laughs> it was an angler. It was like at the edge of the board, so it was technically like not on it's a not number. It's not a flat nine. It's it was a nine Kurt Angle. that I saw. <laughs> Come on, give him a re-roll so you don't it's have to Kurt do angle. all these mental just gymnastics. <laughs> I don't feel good. This is terrible. It'll probably right. be a worse roll anyway. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we're going to find out what happens now. I uh, thought this situation was as bad as it could possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have a better you. party. So you, uh, you lean down and you tell... Smith to go get Jules. You see Smith rear his head around and look down at his friend falling to his death. Because if you recall, Jules has bonded a lot with Smith. They went to go rescue Ryu. Jules has always been nice to him, giving him apples, all that freedom from his restraints on top of Forgoth's lair that Geldir put on him. You know, been there from the very beginning. And Smith snorts and looks downward and starts to angle towards Jules, and as he tilts forward, Ryu, you spring off of his back, raising your sword above his head, focusing on this massive aura that's coming towards you, sort of jumping with no precision at all, just getting yourself in the air knowing that Desmar is going to collide with you, if for no other reason than to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) And you swing your sword down as powerfully as you can, on the top of Desmar's head, and you hear a loud clank as it hits Uh. one of his massive horns protruding from his head, and you spin offward as his head collides with your shoulder, sending you in a 360 spin as you try and reach out and grab onto one of his scales, and your hand slips from his back, and you too begin to Gosh, Ryan. So, wow. and that'll take us to Desmar. <laughs> I just want so another piece of my reasoning here. No, <laughs> go it on. Matter. Save it for the downtime. Save it for the downtime. Start explaining. Uh, oh no! All right. What does Desmar do, Zach? You onion-eyed miscreant. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> He just gobbles you up and you die because it's a drink. Smith better not mess this up. It's all in his hands now. That's how you know it's like serious because Zach stopped laughing. It like <laughs> we weren't serious and then we laughed and now we're back to serious, which is like code red. Hey, we just need a couple rolls to go our way, Ryan. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So far, about six haven't, but yeah. <laughs> those are good odds. Desmar. Jeez, Ryan. <laughs> 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 it's like a disappointed dad. <laughs> like, like, come on, Ryan, you're better than this. All right, this, this is for, we'll save it for the downtime. Just don't, least, just don't kill us. Can we at least have Ryan <laughs> right. saying Leroy Jenkins? <laughs> okay, Desmar turns his head as Ryu flies past him and towards the ground, surveys the scene in front of him, looks at Smith, knowing that Smith. Is the only creature here that can fly. 
most likely, and pins his wings back and starts going after Smith, opens his jaws, and is going to attempt to bite down on our boy Smith after closing the distance. Nat 20. I honestly don't even need to roll, basically. That's how freaking powerful this guy is. Oh, man. (laughs) (sighs) Ryan, did you just kill Smith? And And himself and Adam. (laughs) But Smith, though? Smith looks over his shoulder, lets out a scared shriek, tries to bank at the last moment as Desmar's jaws snap down on Smith's hip, bites deep into his flesh. He lets out a painful shriek, spins away, ripping free of his jaws, starts to tumble in a corkscrew motion before regaining his flight as blood is dripping down and he pins his wings back, still going for Jules. He's going oh, hard God. for Jules. Smith is after oh, Jules. Fudge. <sighs> I was about to get super depressed. They don't call him a hippogriff for nothing, I guess. Zach, I will John wake you if you kill my... I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice here at this point. Hey, hippogriffs are faster than drakes. I just want to tell you that because you seem to forget. You seem to forget it every single time. At that point in time, only one command animal action was used to move it. Desmar is able to close the distance. Smith's, uh, I'm going to assume, control of Smith at this point. He is also trying to save his life. (laughs) Uh, He is going to do things on his own. Jules, I need you to text me your death save. Gracious. I'm about to end this session just because I can't even handle what's going on right now. Hey, you're all right. <laughs> hey, you're all right. I have texted the Dax and Walt show. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, I don't even, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> as long as you don't kill my Pegasus. All right. I have received Jules' text. Adam's text. Jules is uh, unconscious. Can't text. Doesn't have a phone either. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, that takes us back <laughs> to Ryu. All right. You sound so upset that it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah. you going to do, Ryan? This is a purely, purely luck-based scenario. I was planning on doing something like this, but this is complete luck. I need you to roll me a percentage die. All right. My hands are literally shaking holding these dice right now. Yeah. All right, I'm going to roll the big number one first. No, I'm going to roll the little number one first. Okay. Ryan, just do it. <laughs> that one's a three. Okay. okay. Is that the big or the little? That's, That's the, the little, little one. 63. Uh, <laughs> the most, okay. like the least helpful for Zach ever. <laughs> Could go either way. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have this result in an opportunity, but a harder opportunity. Okay. Can you roll me a reflex save? Okay. Everybody cross your fingers and your toes. Please, Ryan, Please. if you succeed, I will kiss you. <gasps> oh no! Don't oh, do that. Oh no! His face, his answer. Ryan, don't do that. Come back. What is it, Ryan? And Ryan's gonna quit, Pathfinder, dude. Ryan, what is it? Ryan, what is it? It's a nat one. No! Is it really a freaking nat one? No! <laughs> All right. <sighs> anyway, we know the rules. You can also roll a percentage die here and get extremely lucky. We've established as well. And if this doesn't go your way, you've been thrown every bone in the world. Yeah, at this oh point, then, then you you may die. <laughs> this is not good for my stress levels. Roll the little one again <sighs> first. I cannot believe this. It's another three. Is that the little one or the big one? That's the little. The little one. Oh come on! The Tell two me. little zeros are zero, right? Yeah, you got a three percent. I got a three <laughs> percent. <laughs> 
I, I, Adam is left. Adam is I don't, left. The, I don't Zach know what to do at this point. I, I seriously. <laughs> Everybody left. What? What? Hey, how do you play this game? This. It's not your fault. None of us expected. Oh no! Dude, you're making Zach work, baby. <laughs> this is the like, hardest no way GM, around it. My GM engine is fired. Whatever. <sighs> okay, so Ryu. As you were falling, you felt something thump you in the head and sort of hover around your chest for a moment, and you reach uh. out your hands and feel for a brief moment the handle of Jules's pistol that then slips through your fingers <laughs> no. and goes over your shoulder and just who knows where that no. went no. at this point. It is your turn. <laughs> God. That's gone, by the way. You rolled a nat one and a three percent. That is, yeah, there's you're no way of never that finding back. that. It's kind of what I figured. It would have been useful to have that, though. Yeah. Oh, I All had right. plans. I had plans. <laughs> At the very least, I want to get uh, give Smith the opportunity to get to Jules. So I want to I want to create a diversion, just a deception check. Oh. See if I can get Desmar's attention on me instead. Okay. I'm just picturing another Nat 1, man. <laughs> this is the worst I've ever seen one player roll for an entire session. Hey, ugly! I'll call out to him. All right, roll it. Oh, wait, let me see what my deception is. Oh, great, plus zero. Love it. <laughs> Hold on, knowing that, do you still want to try that? I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, oh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I think you're doing the right thing. That's heroic. Yeah, I, I got to go with it. Yeah. Ten. Ten. <laughs> you rolled a ten? Ten. Okay. You can hear the defeat in Ryan's voice, and I feel yeah. so you yell sad it out right and realize the rushing air is just like a vacuum sucking the sound, and you feel like your words aren't even reaching Desmar. What do you do with your second action? I mean, can I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking through all the stuff that I have here, and it's just also your modifier is like a plus zero. But like, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, my, yeah. Like my spells aren't gonna do anything, and it doesn't decay with each try. So I think it's. If that's all you wanted to do in this turn, that's you got three attempts. I guess I'll just have to use it. Just kidding, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Alright, Zach. For my second action, can I do something to just try to get myself towards Desmar faster? Yeah, uh, you can roll an acrobatics check, maybe, to try and just get as aerodynamic as possible and dive. Okay. Twenty-two. So you accept the fact that you've lost the pistol. This didn't go exactly how you planned. Ryu has felt like the drakes are easy for whatever reason. And now he feels like maybe his brashness has got him in a bit of a pickle and feels obligated to make sure Smith can get jewels. And you pin your arms back, your cloak billowing, and you become very aerodynamic and you start to dive after him at a higher rate angling towards him as he is also diving after Smith as well so you're you're knowing that he would have to slow down or start to come up in some way to give you a chance to get on him but you're at least keeping yourself within range and do you want to try and do this again yep I want to try to just get on him same thing yep same thing even better 23 let's go all right you dive after Desmar once again who as he reared up to take a bite out of smith and opening his wings to slow him down has given you a brief opening 
Can you roll me a reflex slave to try and grab a ledge again? 17. All right. You reach out, grabbing onto the joint that connects his wing to his body, hooking onto it. It rips your arm as it stops your momentum, and you're hanging there freely by one arm as your sword is dangling, and Desmar is biting into Smith with his wings outward, and you manage to hold on to his wing. Get over here, you reptilian pile of crap. Nice. And that'll take us to Smith. Ryan, you got Desmar right where you are. <laughs> you got him right where you want him, man. Smith, with blood flying off of his hip, just escaping the jaws of Desmar, fluttering. Stray feathers are flying through the air. He looks very frantic, scared, pins his wings back, diving after Jules, using two whole actions of movement, and then opens his wings up, scooping underneath him, and with his wings outstretched, managed to gracefully cradle a falling Jules, raising up slightly just to cushion the impact of him hitting Smith's back and levels out, and Jules is now draped over Smith, but this greatly hinders the maneuvers Smith can do at this point because Jules cannot hang on. So, Ryu, you may sense this aura nearby, knowing that they are now aligned. That'll take us to Desmar. No. I don't like Desmar's turn. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but... I'll be honest, I don't like Desmar's turn anymore either. (sighs) Zach, if I Venmo'd you 20 bucks... (laughs) Pay to live. At 20 bucks, obviously, doesn't get you anywhere. Zach, just tell Desmar to back off. (laughs) We're going to tell his mommy. Yeah, tell him to to just back off, Zach. You don't have to do any of this. Uh, There's not really rules for this, Um, but Desmar is going to try and do some evasive flying, some sudden turns and movements and spins to throw Ryu off of him. So, Ryu, I need you to make me a reflex save. 23. Desmar does a rapid spin, pinning his wings back in the air, stalling out, doing a barrel roll. You briefly release your grip on his wing and hover in air, and as he levels back out, grab onto him a second time. I'm not letting you go this time. And Desmar lets out a roar of anger, and he is going to attempt to do the same thing. Can you roll me another reflex save? 16. This time, Desmar tucks his tail inward and curls over and does a front flip in the air with his wings pinned back and sends you flying forward through the air. You lose your grip. There's nothing else to grab onto, and you are sent flying forward into another free fall. Ugh. Uh-oh. Right, right on top of Smith, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you hear a magical shimmer and charge uh, starting to churn. He doesn't have enough actions at this point in time, but... Uh-oh, shoot. Yeah. And that'll take us to Ryu. (laughs) Can you give me an orientation of where we all are again? You've been thrown off of him (laughs) and are starting to fall again, so you're sort of in between Smith and Desmar in the air. So if he were to use his breath weapon right now, this covers covers an area, or does it just hit me? Do I have any sense of that? 
when he fired it before, it seemed to have like an area of effect and exploded. But you notice that Desmar got relatively close before he fired it. But you also know that it absolutely incinerated every Drake Knight that was in the vicinity. Yes. It and it's got a booster. Losing the pistol was just like the worst possible thing. Yeah, could have definitely. I mean, no matter what, Desmar is going to be able to get this blast off. Sorry, guys. I'm thinking hard. No, you're good. I mean, Ryu, you know that you maybe can't survive this blast. You know, Smith probably couldn't. Jules definitely couldn't. If your goal was to make sure that Jules got saved on the back of Smith, and you do know Smith is faster, maybe he's used all of his boosts at this point. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you got a call to make here. Yeah, and I'm afraid if I just, like, go to land on Smith that we're all just going to get blasted anyway. And even if, I like, I got on him and tried to fire off that flare or something, like, it's not like that's an instantaneous, like, thing. Um, Can we send out possible solutions that we think? Yeah. No. Is, that, is that too meta? No, I think that's too uh, meta, personally. Okay. I, th- I think I've just described the scenario enough that Ryu can decide. I would agree, yeah. And this is part of what could have happened if we would strout, but I don't. I have an idea. Zach could just be, be a nice guy here. <laughs> I I have given many, many, many opportunities. I know, there's... Yeah, it, there, it's not, it's yeah, guys. it's literally just because just nothing went successfully the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Like Taryn said, t- let the dice tell their own story. Yeah, I came up with Every that. story we've ever done has survived every dice roll, and it always gets better, in my opinion, so... I, I think... Ryu's gotten us into this mess and so he's gonna do what his initial purpose was for even jumping towards Desmar in the first place and he's gonna ensure that Jules and Smith can get away (laughs) so can I do something of like making myself wide to slow myself down so I get towards Desmar? Absolutely bro, absolutely you can Oh man And then can I make a ready action then with those last two actions to just like either take a super hard swing or just something to either take the brunt of Desmar's breath weapon or just limit it in some way so that it's not able to get towards Jules and Smith? Yeah, bro, you can do that, my man. Ryan, um, I think we're all seeing maybe where this is going. Um, so... If there's anything you want to describe about Ryu's thoughts or any flashbacks or any reason behind this or any way that this whole encounter's changed him, I mean, this is your moment, bro. (sighs) I think back to my origins of going back for my father, even when I knew the Arakai way was to accept the sacrifices that were made and move on for the good of the clan. And I remember the lesson I learned that day. That going back for my father only led to me finding him dead, me becoming surrounded by goblinoids as an Erekai child, and that Erekai warriors had to sacrifice their lives to save me in that moment. And the only reason I'm alive is because of some seemingly supernatural reason that I still don't understand to this day. And a hint of regret overcomes me. Should I have listened to my instincts? The ways of the Erekai that have kept us alive for as long as I've known? Should I have left jewels to ensure my survival and be able to carry on for the good of the Arakai? Because self-sacrifice is ultimately pointless and only leads to more death. I try to feel that way, but I just can't. And then I think, if that truly is the Arakai way, why did Vish and the other Arakai come back for me on the day I sought out my father in the desert? And afterwards, 
Vish pledged his life towards my training. Perhaps there is a reason for all of this. Perhaps the true Arakai way is knowing the value of true self-sacrifice and being able to pass along the proverbial torch and will of the Arakai. As much as I have voiced my disdain for goblinoids in the fangdom amongst Digsby's crew, perhaps it is my time to trust in another to give the fangdom what's coming to them. I look to my sword as Desmar nears closer and closer. How could I regret going back for my father when it provided me opportunity to carry on his legacy by wielding his blade? How could those Arakai that sacrificed themselves in the desert to save my life regret their actions when it allowed the next generation to live on? How could I regret saving Jules' life if it means another lives on to kick Sindor's ass? I can't. So I tighten my fingers around the grip of my sword, feeling the ribbon of cloth my father tied around it press into my palm. I raise it overhead and prepare to bury it into Desmar, its final resting place. All right, with that, Ryu, you angle around. In this tense moment, you become calm as the wind whips around your robes. You extend your arms, letting the air catch underneath you, slowing you down, bringing you closer to Desmar as you hear the sound of his breath weapon charging just like you did back in Kurapan. You sense the energy rising. You hear it churning, growls. You grip the hilt of your father's sword, feeling the wrappings one last time. You raise it over your head, and as... Desmar opens his mouth and unleashes his breath weapon. You throw it into the beam, directly into his mouth. You don't necessarily know why or how, but the rare material used to create this sword, this energy, this purpose, this power behind you as you throw it into his mouth, creating this concoction of magical energy fueled by the material, your own power, Deathmar's breath weapon ignites in a furious, brilliant explosion of energy. Everyone in Nisserine could see, almost like an orange, fiery sun exploding in the distance, engulfing your entire body, shredding through Desmar, and defeating him, saving Jules, and sacrificing yourself. And that is where we'll end our session. Oof. Let's all shut up. Let's all I actually up, can wait to talk about it this time. Yeah, let's shut up. Everybody Man. shut up. I'm sorry. Hey, we, we'll talk about it in the downtime. Hey, well, guys, this has been a very, very, very stressful session for us. We'll talk about that in the downtime if you want to hear that. Uh, you know, become a patron. Um, definitely didn't know how this was going to turn out, so we're going to break this down, talk about how we're, what led to it, how we're feeling, all that stuff. So, yeah, hey, thank you guys for your editing artwork, uh, sound effects, music, um, and thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. And uh, see you next time, mortals. So where's the flare gun? Is it on Smith? It's in, it's in Jules's possession. Yeah, I got it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, fire it, Jules. What the f- are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jules hasn't contributed at all. Yeah, Jules has been a p- <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm derailing us. Uh, uh,
Hello again, mortals. Zach here. You just listened to a very unexpected turn in the story for us. It's always been a goal of ours at Mortals and Portals to craft a fluid and dynamic story that is true to the nature of tabletop RPGs, which means allowing player agency and the outcome of dice rolls to alter the narrative. There is no illusion of choice, scripts, retcons, or anything that could compromise the integrity of the game. We hope that this enhances your experience listening to this adventure knowing that anything can happen, and we are not simply telling a predetermined story. Just eight episodes ago, we said Ryu was a chosen one, meant to defeat the Fangdom, and now he is gone, which will have massive ramifications on the story, and his absence will be felt throughout. Because of this sudden and unexpected change, we decided to take a week off from our normal release schedule so we could gather our thoughts and account for the alterations to the story. To offset this pause, next week we will release our Patreon downtime episode to the public, where we react to this episode as well as reflect on important character deaths in our previous campaigns. If you're a patron, that episode will be available now as usual, but the publicly released version the following week will have some additional content for you to enjoy as well. Thanks for sticking with us this far, and we'll see you next time, mortals.